Matt wondered if the Otto mentioned on the sign would be the one to work on his watch. Was that even possible? The place opened twenty years before Matt was even born. Matt pushed open the dinged-up aluminum-framed glass door. The inside of it was hung with cheap metal blinds that clanked as he entered the dim, tight space. To his left and to his right imposed a crowd of grandfather clocks, like weathered hardwoods in a primeval forest. Most of these tall-case ancients stood inertly, silent, while others marked their repose with gently swaying pendulums. No two displayed the same hour. The walls beyond were festooned with clocks in an array of shapes and sizes, including many in the form of rustic alpine chalets from which dangled fine chains bearing small weights shaped like pine cones. A tiny bird emerged from one such chalet and seemed to herald Matt's arrival with an insistent cuckoo. The narrow clearing that Matt entered didn't extend far into the shop before running into a cluttered counter that stood like a dilapidated barricade erected against a long-forgotten foe. And a lone sentry still remained at his post, or so it appeared. Of the man behind the counter, Matt could only see the top of his head and his hands. These penetrated into a narrow cone of intense light pouring onto the counter from a lamp supported by an extendable mechanical arm. The man leaned intently over his hands, which worked intricately on some small object. A visor protruding from his forehead eliminated any possibility of seeing the man's face. Matt stood for a moment, peering into the cone of light and at the man's barely perceptible movements. As he stared, the dimness of the shop seemed to intensify so that only man and his task were in evidence now. Matt hesitated. He made a small cough. No reaction from the man. He made a slightly louder cough. No reaction. "'Excuse me?' he said finally. "'You are sick,' said the man in thick German accent. He spoke precisely, calmly. "'Um, no.' "'Why do you cough?' said the man, remaining intent on his task. "'Are you having allergies from the trees and the flowers?' His these sounded like z's. "'Um, yes, I think I have allergies,' said Matt nervously. The man looked up for the first time. The visor on his forehead housed lenses that magnified his eyes to the size of ping-pong balls. Hmm, it is a pity, he murmured and redirected his bulbous eyes toward the object of his minute surgery. Among the dusty papers, boxes, and anonymous parts on the counter, Matt noticed an old wooden nameplate engraved with Otto Gupfert, above the words Certified Watchmaker. Several minutes passed before Otto Gupfert retired from his preoccupation. He raised himself up, extinguished the lamp with a brisk click, and removed the visor from his head. The visor left behind a red stripe on Otto's leathery forehead. At the temples, the stripe changed into a band of matted gray hair that ran around the back of his head. So, 
said Otto in a crisp declaration that he punctuated by smacking the counter with an open palm. What can I do for you, my friend? By now Matt had almost lost track of his reason for visiting the shop. He fumbled in the pocket of his jeans and removed the pocket watch. He extended it to the watchmaker. What have we here? said Otto. He took it into his fine boned hands and scrutinized the exterior. With a deft motion of his thumb, he popped open the cover to reveal the face. He gently pinched the stem and tested the tension. Another practiced manipulation popped open a cover on the back of the watch that had escaped Matt's notice. Otto snapped everything shut and placed the watch precisely on the counter. Very interesting, he said. Where did you get this watch?